So, welcome to Dev Tales. Today, I'm Duncan. Today I'll be talking with Zach K., who may tell us the other three letters of his last name, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. And he's a former developer at Amazon, currently at Uber, and also something else interesting about him. He's been working on a side project for, what, seven years? Oof. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. Uh, when you say four, you're talking about contiguous time. Like I would think it was talking about clock time. Yeah, let's say let's say the first day that you actually saved a file. Okay, so that would be 2009, which was nine years ago. Ooh, yes. It's <laughs> unfortunate. This is a podcast about seven-year-long projects. Nine years means you have a pro. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's that's extremely impressive because uh, one, I haven't even been coding for nine years, much less had a side project for nine years. So yeah, let's, let's go back to 2009 and let's, let's talk in general terms about this project. What is it? Sure. Uh, okay. So, uh, in 2009 I had been making games for, uh, I have already been making games for several years. I was in high school at the time in 2009. Okay. So, and I had been making games since, um, I've been making games for several years since then. Uh, probably, I've probably been five years into game development, maybe, by that point. So um, you started when you were, let's see, one year old, is that correct? Or? No, I was uh, about 12 or 13. 12. I started programming. Yeah. So that's, that's so. almost the ideal. That's a little bit intimidating from someone who, you know, I came from like a boot camp and I've got about... I guess about three years of dev experience now, and I focus on the front end, but you're almost this, and you have a CS major as well, right? Yes. <laughs> so you're almost the stereotype of the, like, the, you're probably not smart to be a computer programmer. You got to start when you're 12. Well, like, uh, I, that's, that's like always a relative experience because uh, I was, you know, uh, just earlier today, I was at CppCon, um, and, uh, and there was a guy I was talking to there that was, uh, like, I think a freshman or a sophomore in college just attending a C++ conference and he already had, you know, impressive, like deep knowledge about like Vulkan APIs uh, ruined and he everything. was able to hold like a great conversation <laughs> yeah. about them. And I was thinking uh, that, you know, I, I was, I was basically having the same like self-reflection experience and I'm sure he'll meet someone eventually. Someone else is like, actually I was taught C++ is my first language. I like if my yes. code didn't compile. <laughs> I didn't eat, you know, like, right. I, I think sure. it's, yeah, I think, and I think it's like the way uh, but, a, a lot of the way that like society is sort of shifting. It's like right, like sitting around on the computer is more acceptable. A. <laughs> Woo, thank goodness. I mean, look, I always knew from the first time I was played my first video game, like the Island of Doctor Brain. I was like, this is good for me. This is this uh, is not in the sense of intelligence, it was, but it's like I like this better than the other things. No, I mean, yeah. So when I was growing up, it, it was sort of like uh, I, you know, I would get it. I had a limiting factor. And how much time I could spend programming things because my parents wouldn't want me to be on the computer all the time. So they'd make me go outside, mm. right? And so I'd go outside and I'd like stare at a tree or so, something. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Just like kind <laughs> of. I'd be nice. like, um, what do I do here? And so, so yeah. it's it's hard to know in hindsight whether or not those breaks were healthy here, or, or if I could have been further ahead. No, here's <laughs> here's a clever here's a clever hack. Don't learn to code. And just play video games. Like that was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great use of time. But no, so <laughs> no. I mean, I'm, I'm not a gamer anymore. I wish, mm -hmm. like, 
like i i shouldn't honestly, say that i wish that i was yeah but. no I, I i totally agree and honestly it's like it's semi true for me too like like when i play a game quote unquote it's like i'm more like i feel like i'm just doing like competitive research on like a weird random indie game and i and yeah. i'm just and when i'm playing the game quote unquote uh i'm I'm looking at the UI and I'm looking at things and I'm like, ooh, this is an interesting approach they took. No, it's it's I, it's a lot more like methodical. Even yes. I mean, to the point where, like, when I get an error, I'm like, it's fucking Java, you know? Like, like I get an error, like I look at the stack trace and I'm like, what is going on with this? Like, right. this yeah. is this is garbage code they're pushing out in this game that I, by the way, bought and enjoyed greatly. Yes, you know, yep. like, but no, it it definitely has the emphasis has changed in the fact like you break it more like. There's like this moment now where you're like, what genre is this? And it's like, ooh, let's talk about this. Well, it's got like mixtures of, uh, it's like a roguelike with tactical elements and crafting. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, whereas when I was eight, it's just like, it's fun. I like it. Mm -hmm. You play as James Bond. Like the idea that it was like in a genre. Yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, it, I I agree completely. And especially now with like how saturated the game market is, the, the, the only ones that stick out in my head a lot are are ones that ones that do really deviate from the genre. Yeah. yeah, like they have to have a little something extra because otherwise it's like, why don't I just play the AAA version of this? Or like, why yeah. don't I play like, you know, the the $2 billion juggernaut version of this? Yeah, the latest, um, so the latest game, the latest game I've been uh, competitively researching, so to speak, is a game called Chroma Squad, where uh, you play as the cast of uh, a shitty Power Rangers knockoff. And um, you, uh, each mission that you do is recording an episode of your Power Rangers knockoff. And, oh, that sounds uh, great! When you complete objectives, you're completing like the director's instructions, um, and uh, and the meta game is like gaining audience and gaining marketing contracts. Right. But it's still so it's but it's still like an RPG where you like collect, you know, new so equipment. It's, it's in the space of this, but it's definitely a twist. But wait, right. let's let's go because we're you know as look, I love talking about games, but like. <laughs> Also, there are a lot of developers who they like coding, and I find that one of the most common routes to getting into coding is games, being into yep. games. Like, yep. a lot of developers are like, oh, yeah, I was working a board game when I was 11, then I learned to, you know, like, then I learned to code. Like, mm -hmm. like, there's, I mean, I think I also had that entry. Like, the first thing I made that was, like, non-trivial was, was a game. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's something very exciting about that. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, an, like, but then there's a lot of other people where they're not really into games and that's not their entry into coding at all. Whether they're like a bootcamp graduate or a CS major, like I wonder with some cases I'm like, are you still happy? Do you still like this? It, it's like, hard. It's hard to find something tangible yet easy to achieve yet interesting. That isn't a game. Right. I mean, mm. so think about like, you know, a lot of first programming projects are, uh, in school you're like writing a thing that converts temperatures or you're writing like you know like some kind of it's some kind of basic budgeting app you're writing code something. that is like school right and it's like why? exactly and so and so what i mean now now at least you people like you can purchase like sort, sort of like smart speaker devices and you can like maybe write a fun little quiz game or something but there's not the the amount of depth you can go from there isn't quite as endless as games yeah, that's it's yeah, it's definitely like and well, it's not as endless as like with code, it's literally endless. It's yes. like I want to see the player's face and then like do something and it's like all right, that's crazy and it's going to be difficult, but mm -hmm. if you want to, it is certainly possible. You can certainly stitch together the libraries to do whatever your crazy idea is. Yep. 
Um, and like in the past, it was like, I want to make an isometric RPG like all the others, but with a different setting, with different sprites. Yes. And now, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's literally whatever you want. I mean, even mm-hmm. the things, mm-hmm. even the things coming out of game jams. Uh, one I saw I really liked was like, uh, it was, I think they made it for, I want to say, it was just, I think it was just in Unity, but they, it was, you play as an octopus uh, sushi chef and you, the game can only be played with eight controllers. And so each controller is one. A, a is tentacle? One, <laughs> or no, I, no, I guess it's with four controllers. Cause yeah, each, okay. each stick is one tentacle. Excellent. And so you, and so you, you lay them out in front of you and you have to press and it moves and it's just like. It's very silly. It wouldn't work as a commercial product. Mm-hmm. But somebody was like, I have this really silly idea, and I can actually get it done in less than 48 hours to an appreciable level of quality where, like, it is a game. It does work. And, like, it's it's fun for, like, five minutes. <laughs> but, like, it's also yeah. impressive. You know, it's like it's a neat thing to see. Right. Yeah. But 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 you're on the other end of the spectrum. Like, you, yes, you, you've I been on this project. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't go after a casual experience. So it's a, uh, it's in, in C plus plus. No, Regular yeah. C. Wow, man, that's so that's also that's already a hard question. Huh? Yeah, that's already a hard question because, uh, uh, because I have to. Well, okay, so the current iteration of it, th- this game's been restarted from scratch uh, twice now. So I'm on V three. Nice. Okay, so obviously step one of like how to never release something is to like start it from scratch multiple times the duke nukem forever playbook yes so the current version of it uh is actually written in kotlin Mm. Um, so uh yeah one of them fancy high level languages yes yeah well it's a 2d game so um so right out of the bat i get a performance advantage uh, on modern hardware not needing to do uh you know not not needing to like sort of worry about stunning graphical fidelity sure um and uh so so it's it's 2d and then for two i wanted the i knew from the beginning that my limiting factor was going to be sort of the logic complexity of like what i was trying to build so the like there the combinatorial complexity of like all the different features and how they would interact is going to be like huge and then also uh, the scale of interaction that the player would have and the way I wanted the AI to work it, were all these individual features were super ambitious purely in like the algorithmic sense. Sure. And I, and then way, way second. So wait, let's, let's back up. Cause so sure. far we know that it's a 2d game. So it's a, it's a platformer okay. like Mario, right? No, that, no, 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 It's like Mario. Okay. Yeah, I love yeah, Mario. Yeah. So the inspiration from this mostly came from, I played uh, final fantasy tactics as a young lad as did I? Well, yeah. An excellent PlayStation One used PlayStation One game. Yeah. <laughs> buy it used for twelve dollars at any yep. Yep. used book CD media store. Had a super bad UI when I, I for for a beginner at least for me. I remember uh, when I I was a you know as a small kid when I first gotten it. I like couldn't. I was super excited to get it for a really long time, uh, and uh, because I saw someone else play it once, and I was like super into it. Uh, but when I got it, I couldn't figure out how to get past like the tutorial screen because uh, it, you had to use like the square button to go forward instead of the X button. Unlike so the PlayStation Two versus the PlayStation One, flipped the buttons oh. for advancing. Oh no! And nothing told me what button I had to press. So I so I struggled to play it for like ten minutes, and then I like cried and gave up. That <laughs> that was actually funnily enough, and I'm not I'm not bullshitting it. That was actually my experience with a um, C for Dummies book, uh, <laughs> which is that. 
there was a CD and it was like, you need this CD. It's like the compiler. Like little did I know that like, oh, there's probably a C compiler somewhere on your Windows machine. Perhaps some C is running on your Windows machine already mm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, I got the CD and I put it in there and like it just like didn't work with my version of Windows or my, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, it's pretty hard to follow along because I don't have like a I have no ability to like compile. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, the rest of the Internet's AOL. So I guess I'm not learning C, which <laughs> maybe was for the best. But yeah, like so that's so you so. Of these different frustrations, how beautiful! Yeah, like, so, I, it so, was great. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, so the the thing I I, 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 I liked the I liked, I just like the depth of strategic possibility when playing, you know, when doing turn based combat. Yeah, uh, so I thought that was great. It's great, and and it Final Fantasy Tactics was the first one I played that like didn't feel like a puzzle game. Like I played some yeah. games that are tactical, and they're like, but there's an optimal answer. Like I right. liked that in, in Final Fantasy Tactics. There wasn't a single right answer. It was like, okay, you have a 70% shot if your like, chemist uses his rifle. You've got, like, your ninja can do this and double attack, but then he'll definitely get killed by the Chocobo Knight on the next round. Right, right. You know, but then maybe that's okay because you can res, you know, like. Yes. And, like, it's complex enough that there is not a, the optimal answer does not exist. Yes. And it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, like, I guess uh, another way to phrase what you were saying is that it's it's kind of, like, reactive instead of, like, I'm not planning, like, five moves ahead. Because there are too many unknowns at play, right? Right. Like I, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to get myself out of the bad situation I'm in, and that was like a perfectly acceptable strategy to go with. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not, you're, you know, like you're, you're kind of like, man, it'd be great to hit him with my special, and you're like, oh, but this guy's like possessed now, and I can't use him. Like it's yeah. like, like a lot of things could happen. Yep. No, that was, I think that was a very, uh, a very influential game. But so, and and I think that also like as like a indie game developer. Mm-hmm. And this is like this is some like indie game dev inside baseball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so many indie games, you look at the game and you can immediately identify the game from childhood yes. that inspired it. Yes. And yep. it, and it's it's not a knockoff in many ways. And almost in almost every case, the indie game is like it takes almost like incidental and accidental like emergent qualities and depth mm-hmm. and doubles down on them. Goes ten times harder. Goes oh you know that yeah. thing you could do that was kind of cool. What if you could do that a lot more? Yep, what if yep. there was way more of that thing that was like incorporated in this game? Yes. So you're so you would say you're so that's that's so is that its primary parent? Do you have any other like major influences? So that's its one parent. The other parent would probably be uh, Mountain Blade, um, mm. which is which is a, a a pretty popular indie game. The uh, the original of which came out long ago oh i've spent many seven years now maybe an embarrassing number of hours playing actually so interestingly enough so the so the game wasn't originally inspired by mountain blade mountain blade grew to be an inspiration in like the v2 of it and into the v3 of it when uh when i had first started (laughs) i was basically um going yeah i was basically going off of like sort of the final fantasy tactics vibe and at the time i was uh develop i was making a bunch of board games as a kid so it was more like um sort of board game tactical battles like moving through the world kind of well i got like a lot like final fantasy tactics but were you were you like as interested in like the jrpg elements or is that like kind of no because it was kind of like uh it was kind of like a take dungeons and dragons uh effectively and i wanted to sort of like i wanted to combine the feeling of like, oh, I can do anything in this world and I can explore out and whatever uh, and sort of combine that with like the combat uh, 
that I loved from Final Fantasy. Because what's interesting is that a lot of gamers can talk about this and be really excited about this, but they have no idea how the sausage is made. They yeah. can't even conceptualize like what the like they can go. It sure would be cool if. Mm-hmm. So I think this is really interesting because we're having a conversation like as gamers, as yeah. like our experience of these games and our influences, and then how does this translate into? I don't know. Let's say the first. Uh, the first month you were working on it in 2009. Like, how did how do you go from the excitement of like wanting to capture this game experience to like yep. being like, oh my, like, oh no, make file. Like, yeah. So, um, I guess so. At the time, so I had finished uh, maybe four, three or four like really bad freeware games up until that point. So I had uh, been so in 2009. I was I was confident enough that I like knew how to finish a game. And I was also. What is that like? <laughs> I've never, I've never, I've. You've seen me start so many projects. Yes, I have. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, it's that always get far enough to be a little bit interesting, and I'm like, I got what I wanted out of it. Yeah, um, it it might be sad to say, but like, I'm, I might forget what that feels like, honestly. Like it's been, it's, <laughs> it's been... been so long. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think the 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 primary emotion that comes to mind when I think about it is like anxiety <laughs> like because you because you release it into the world and you you have no idea how many people are looking at it and playing it it's whether or not they're liking it uh or what's happening i mean now that the market's more saturated i guess it yeah. may even magnify that anxiety but has that, that even but... changed a little bit with steam like there's something really appealing about like games where it's like yeah they're in early access and they're coming out. And there's changes. Then the game gets released, mm-hmm. and the developer just like keeps working on. It. They're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah, like, yeah. I love this game. Oh no, that's totally gonna be like, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, it's like, right. It, I mean, I guess there's something. It's it's definitely different to be like, okay, I'm shipping. It's out. People are seeing it. It has a name. It has marketing. But I think in the old days, it was like, okay, fire everybody. I mean, well, like I guess Telltale Games just did this. Uh, oops, that's gonna date this podcast. We're talking about a different <laughs> Telltale Games. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah. But like. That you know, because like the traditional game development cycle was like push really, really hard, push really hard. Okay, you're either fired or you immediately get assigned to a new project. Yeah, and it's like, and if all the fans are complaining because it makes their computer explode, mm-hmm. we will grudgingly release a patch six weeks later. Right, and now it's like you you can keep tinkering, but I think that that maybe uh, at least hopefully this would like be a way to like relieve your anxiety is like you can ship when it's good enough. And you can know that all the little things you want to add, all the features, things would be cool. You can keep returning to the well. It yeah, it depends. But it de- it's, it, okay, but, but it's impossible depends. to predict how you'll. Uh, I guess like sort of how you'll feel about the code base and how. Uh, so I guess so and even for the example, project, right? Like you may be yeah. like, I got people to see it, you, and you may have released it because you were miserable and you like needed a release, right? Oh no, and, and that's then. Interesting. Yeah, and then the prospect of actually having to go back and update it may not be so appealing. An example. <laughs> oh yeah. Is uh so the so in between V one and V two of, mm-hmm. of this of this Herculean attempt, I released uh I released a, a I spent a year and a half. That's why I said ask for continuous time or not is because between each version there was a long gap, and even during the version sometimes you know there was a long gap. Mm. Uh, but I always picked it back up. So. But One did, of these... was, it, was it in the back of your mind the whole time? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely in the back. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, so 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 one of these, so between V1 and V2, V1 I started, I got, got very complicated. I realized I was actually, uh, so when you're first learning programming, you, uh, you, your confidence is, is going up like crazy. Like you learn four loops and you're like, whoa, I can 
do a lot more stuff you learn like the basics of abstractions and you're like wow i feel like i can do anything now you 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 hit it you you hit a hump where your your confidence just reaches like this crazy all-time high and that was when i started v1 uh so then i got you know a sobering realization that uh i wasn't very good (laughs) when when did you first start to think you might not be a genius because there's always that moment in kobe's where i'm like this is so fluid this feels so good i'm like i must be some kind of 10xer and then it's like oh no it's just the first hundred because i don't need to read any code because it doesn't exist right right like the hard part is reading code writing code is easy Yep. Anyone can write code. It's yeah. reading code is the hard thing. So I, yeah, I had, uh, yeah, I don't actually remember. I think I spent a year on it, I think. Yeah, yeah. about a year. And then um, I, and then I was really starting to be slowed down by like just bad architectural decisions. I was making just out of an experience. I just wasn't that good. Um, and so then I was like. You hear that, folks? If you ever get a time machine <laughs> and go back into 2009, do not hire Zach. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he, he talks good games. He doesn't even have a high school he doesn't have a high school diploma, yet, so. and like, and honestly, like, he may have a working build, but let's be honest, that code's gonna collapse under its own weight. Yeah, it's, it, it's very true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean for this to be harsh. Like, no, I mean, I, I, my version of that is on GitHub. So like, it's so <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I should be real, I should be real careful about where I throw stones. Like, no, I mean, like, yeah. my, my crappy code is unfortunately still publicly available and executable in your browser. Yep. Well, I don't know why you would want to. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so 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 I took a year and a half to build a different game. I released that game uh, to and as like sort of a confidence booster to hone. Oh, what my was the different song. game? The different game uh, it was it was called uh, Koya Rift. It's on Steam. Mm. It's uh, not very good. <laughs> it's okay. Is this is it on uh, sale at least? Can we? Um, it's very cheap. It's like it, I think I think it's at two dollars or three dollars. Can you maybe. spell it just in case anyone's curious? Uh, K O Y A and then Rift uh r-i-f-t <laughs> and what's go. what's the genre it is a platformer where you go through like these procedurally generated caves and you shoot at uh these little like alien monster things it was inspired from borderlands borderlands had just come out like a year or so before that and i was playing borderlands i was like really excited by the idea so i made a version that was like a hundred times worse um wait but it it's a cave shooter right yeah i mean okay it's not I, when i say a version i just mean I don't know. Well, I no, just mean the excite. No. I mean the excite. I was that uh, it, it, the concept of like procedural content excited me. Mm. And, and the okay, concept, that's a big one. And the concept of a mix of a shooter slash RPG excited me. Oh, this, those no, are those are the only two. This pieces. is good to explain because I never played Borderlands. Right. Okay. I thought it was just gotcha, like gotcha. a post-apocalyptic driving game. No, no. Turns no, out no. not at all. Yeah, yeah. Turns I out I turns out the marketing is very it's, deceptive. It's 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 an RPG shooter, and so and so. Oh, the, and you yeah you collect yeah. Wait, do you collect guns? Is that something you do? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that wasn't really an aspect of my game, but yeah, that's like so. You just at the end at the end of the cave shooting, you just get an AK forty seven, and it's like why? And it's like (laughs) oh no, it's cool. What do you want? Yeah. So I mean, (laughs) no, but I'm sorry. No, I know you. So you wanted to combine these elements and like and and you also or experiment with them at least. Or you felt like procedural generation was actually capable of providing a good gameplay experience yeah and i mean it was it was a pretty new at least in the indie scene it was like starting to develop as like the great as the new latest and greatest thing so if we market it as a prequel to no man's sky would that help sales uh maybe i I really just don't even want people to buy it like just don't buy this game never mind don't buy it buy some buy some other game yeah it's it's really just not that great uh but but anyway it was no, good but you put it experience. out and you released it on steam and like yeah because uh green steam green light so I, I released it i was actually selling it off of some other website i don't even remember 
because Steam Greenlight wasn't even a thing. So there was no avenue for me to get on Steam because I wasn't a big publisher. Mm. So actually, Steam Greenlight had come out after the game had released. And then when Steam Greenlight came out, uh, I was like in the first wave of games on the green light. Yeah. And then due to flaws in their algorithm over time, <laughs> it had accreted enough votes to break through the barrier. <laughs> That's such a great description. It's like, so how, like, and just, just to, to back up for people who inexplicably are software developers, but not hardcore gamers. Uh, I don't understand them, but <laughs> no, no, I, it's, it's, it's actually nice to uh, talk to someone who is more from like the gaming end of it, because I think that yeah. that, that gets a little bit lost in the mix now. Like mm-hmm. that's like, that's part of the software developer, like culture. Right. And even if you're not a gamer, like being able to like, if you're a hiring manager, you should, if someone has games in their, you know, like portfolio or get like, that's a good sign. Yeah. Like they, they, nobody went like, I mean, unless it's like their game is like cynical cash grab the game. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's a game that they're excited about at all, like that's a great sign for hiring. But yeah. wait, but just to back up, for like Steam, what Steam Greenlight was is Steam is a um, a digital content distribution platform that originally was only for like half, like only for uh, games made by Valve, and then they added um, like a Heroes something. Hero, it was just uh, yeah, weird because it wasn't by Valve, and I was like, you can do that. <laughs> I didn't realize that you could download games other than Half Life mm-hmm, off of Steam, mm-hmm. and then I was like, and then like I started seeing others, and I was like, okay, that's definitely not made by Valve, mm-hmm. and then I went. Oh wow! They just kind of created an entire digital distribution platform. Yeah, they struck gold. Yeah, they struck gold. Yeah, and that's why there's no Half Life Three. <laughs> like, is that? Yeah, basically. Is, I, I is but they yeah like they they figured they and so, but then the question became now like you know, big name publishers were coming to them and like you know smaller ones. Some of the early ones were smaller, but it was like it mm-hmm. was developer. It was publisher to publisher saying hey can we be on steam and valve's like yeah give us a cut yeah. or or you were popular enough that like valve knew about yeah it. like if you're an yeah. indie like it was yeah. like you had you were blowing up in some way you had right. some mm-hmm. some buzz about you yep but then but yeah like if you didn't have that it's like how are you going on steam so they created steam green light where Which the community dead. decides <laughs> the community decides but um it was always kind of flawed and now yeah. Pretty much it's anything is on there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they got rid of Steam Greenlight. Oh, they did. I didn't, yeah. I don't even remember. They just when have they Steam. Just just whatever. Yeah. Now you just kind of just you just publish stuff. I, I actually I think you publish you can publish anything, but there's just a one time fee to publish to provide some barrier to entry. That's, and uh and that and that's it. No, that, Otherwise, it's the wild west. That's kind of great. Like Steam, it's like oh, so build a community, get votes, and like really show that people are passionate about this and want this. Has turned into like just upload your assets and cut us a check and let's right. let's yeah, move yeah, on yeah. a lot like yeah which is I which mean, makes sense for them because they want to they want to they you know imagine imagine how much they'd be kicking themselves if a if a really successful game had launched on another platform because it had because oh. they did because the developers like couldn't like wait like couldn't get enough traction and, to get and just the, just for non gamers probably the the closest comparison is like imagine the Apple App Store. But also, if you only had iPhones, like that's like yeah. like that's like that's it's like sure, there's theoretically other ways to get applications on your phone. Yeah. But it's like if you're buying games, the idea of the idea of buying a game that's not on Steam mm-hmm. and isn't made by Blizzard makes me a little uncomfortable. Like those are it's like those are the two like yeah. I will buy Blizzard games independently, but like that's anyway that's getting into like the minutia of it. But okay, but so. This is early Steam Greenlight, and somehow you were able to get on it. But like, yeah. were you, 
were you actively promoting it? Were you developing it? Or were uh, people just like, this looks like a pretty cool cave shooter? Yeah. So I, I didn't know what I was doing in terms of like marketing stuff. Uh, it was it was an afterthought for me because I was just like grinding away at making the game. Uh, day of the game release, like the game released, I like tried to send out a press release. I didn't know how to do it. Fell on deaf ears. Oh, wait, how, wait, I, I got to hear this. How did you send out your press release? <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember. I remember. So I remember at the time there were, you know, there were so game developers communicated through forms primarily back then. Sure. Um, and, and uh, what, what, what year forms, was this back then? Uh, this is 2011 the game released. Yeah. Okay. A, a so, lifetime ago. Yeah. So <laughs> I know it really was. I mean, technology was. It yeah. feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so right. So we had forums, and in the forums there were several like prominent like ooh other successful developers. They had their own opinions about how they would get a uh, about how they would do a press release. Um, and so do I, you, please and, tell me that there's like everyone. Please search the internet archive for the GameSpy or IGN forums <laughs> and yeah. see if you can find someone like. What was your handle? Can you re- I, can you reveal your old forum handle or no? It, uh, too too much tro- too much far too much trolling has taken place under that moniker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no fair enough. Fair uh, enough. Not that I mean, like, yeah, if anyone could find it if they looked hard enough. But but it's just uninteresting. It's no, I'm, I'm totally anyway. Like, so the. But I just I just want to see your post where it's like how do I do a press release for my game? Oh no 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 yeah I didn't ask I just found someone else's and then also mm. even even of that one like half the steps like looked like too much work right so I was just like I mean so here's I, the thing I make like that's still probably the best way to get that information yeah like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like like honestly some kind of for, like well no like an indie now, game dev event right? yeah so I mean now now you skip the Google search and you ask on like a game development like Discord or something. And yeah. then someone there already knows the best source, and then they send it to you. So, you, so you potentially aren't wasting your time reading random. Yeah, and, posts. and here in Seattle, there's like the um, indie game developers support group. Meet yeah, up yeah. And like, <laughs> you can talk to real people who have really published games. Yes. Who yes. like people who know about the game industry. Yes, they know so quite much about a lot. the game industry. Yeah. Like, but not, but not every city has that. Right. right? Yeah. Like, where were you at the time? When, when this was um happening. the like the greater philadelphia area so the internet was pretty pretty important yes like <laughs> like no i mean just like I that's the reality source like, yeah, yeah yeah like that now it feels i mean now we're in, we're so used to using it for everything yep but like 2011 internet like had some gaps in it for sure yep like ajax came out like less than two years before or something you know like it's I, you know more than me about uh yeah that's about those details always trying to steer things back to javascript yeah like, <laughs> no okay but anyway let's let's go we're all right i mean this is actually perfect because like i want i want to have a nice like stagger yeah. conversation it's not we're not in a hurry sure like, but sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh no but to stay on track so okay so you released another game but deep in your heart you still had your like final fantasy game yeah yeah and i had that in mind the whole time i was just building up uh the confidence and the skills so i could and then by the time i had uh so by the time i had released that i mean early in your learning curve like no project lasts very long because you because by the time a month's passed you already have learned so much more that you feel that everything you wrote was useless and you're and you're i need to start over and you just keep doing that for a while until you like start to stabilize it's like that logarithmic like skill gain and about how long how many years did that take you the logarithmic skill gain yeah uh depends because when you switch technologies you like kind of restarted right right so that's that's, which is is uh depending on on what your you know what your ecosystem is right you can just feel like either you can feel very confident 
five years later, or you can just like want to throw everything away every six months. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, um, so then I, so the reason I started all over again in V2, uh, was, wait, wait, how do, let's, let's, let's get a little bit deeper because sure. how did you realize that you were not going to return to the V1 code? Like how did, how did you make a decision to burn the boats and, you know, take it from the top? That is a really good question. I don't remember all of it. I, I just I <laughs> you just blacked I really, out and found yourself with a new project. I, <laughs> like, oh, like, I, who, who I made all these git commits. Yeah, like, I really don't remember all of it. And I think so. Oh, you know what? I think uh, I think the difference is that uh, so uh, there were there were like a lot of issues in the core engine because I was using a gridless battle system. So uh, so and Final Fantasy Tactics is, famously has grids. Uh, yeah, a square. Yeah, a square isometric grid. Um, so, uh, which basically means that like a character is at a certain position, characters that are at neighboring grid tiles, you know, can limit the, what their actions and what they do based on the other character. Right. And then also you can see like, can he hit that guy? And it's like, oh, one, two. Yes. Yes. So gridless, uh, gridless at, at the time I was the only game I knew of that was on a gridless system. Since then, there've actually been a couple games that have released on a gridless system. And uh, I haven't played any of them. I don't even know how good they are <laughs> because I had given up on the grid list. So I mean, uh, it, it it can work, but it's super difficult to um, to communicate to the player like clearly so that they like uh, they feel like they have agency over their decisions. It's really easy to make a gap that's just slightly too narrow that a player can't walk through, and right. that can be frustrating. And especially if you're dealing with like generating things. Yes, like, exactly. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh, now the entrance. Well, now this building's supposed to have a door, but it can't because we put a rock. But like, your right. generation logic gets really nasty really right. fast. So yeah. So um. So I had decided that like I actually so again. So this is like after after the peak of my overconfidence had passed, and I mm. like sort of realized a lot of my um. I, I realized you know a ton of my shortcomings, especially because the first game. So the, the previous game, the uh the platforming shooter game, I had actually released a little early. Uh, because uh, early as in um, arguably unfinished because uh, I wanted to plan this like I wanted to plan this like really complicated like campaign system but I had built the battle system first and only the battle system and it was and all the way the rest of the game worked was like super coupled to the battle system was not easy to extend uh, in any other way and uh, I was growing very frustrated with that and I didn't have time to work on it anymore because I was going to go off to college um to do you know to do my computer science degree uh so i had so i had frustratingly just like basically made the campaign super shallow and just yeah. released it <laughs> yeah. just shoveled it out there, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yep yep and, and and that was and that was i'm actually glad i did that that was good because if i because if i had insisted on making it the way i wanted uh i don't know if it would have ever released so yeah yeah That's, yeah and and then also you're sort of stuck with all of your initial. It's like, why did I do that 10 years ago? Like there's something yes. very freeing about being like, okay, I've got the most important things are not the code that's written, but what I learned along the way about like how I wanted to model my data structures. Right. Right. And also, or even just like, 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 I mean, there's that that's like more advanced, but even then it's just like, Oh, just like, Oh, there was this function that would have helped me that I didn't really understand how to yes. use. And so, my old code is inconsistent because halfway through it, I learned a much better way of doing things. Yes. So yeah. that, so that realization that, uh, that 
I had only worked on the battle system and I had no good way of tying that into the campaign system actually comes back into play for like why I chose to do V2. So it was a mix of I wanted to move away from the gridless system and also I had spent over a year working only on this battle system that was poorly um, architected. About how many lines of code was it? I mean, if that's meaningful. Like so um, I don't so V1, I don't know how long it was. V2 got to about 27,000 lines of code right v3 is uh no no, no. v2 got to twenty five thousand lines of code v3 is currently uh some in the twenty thousands i think it passed v2 and Um, and to be clear like lines of code is like a very rough heuristic yes like i don't it would be really terrible if anyone thought like oh i've I've got a hundred thousand lines of code in the project that means it's going great right because a lot of times that means it's it's something it's like, but it's a crud app, you know. It's like, like yes. so, yeah. But it, but I, but it's a, it's a good way of measuring effort because as you add complexity and features, yeah. n- some modules stabilize and some features they just require a lot of code. Right, they and, just need it. Yeah, and it, and it also depends on it depends on how good your abstractions are, how high level of a language you're using. Uh, for example, like uh, Braid, the puzzle game by Jonathan Blow. I think mm-hmm. that was eighty nine thousand lines of code. I think, right. but he wrote it in C. Mm. So there, there's like kind of the difference, right? It's like you have a semi-simple like platformer game. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, to be fair, that game got to like to like actual like final completion, right? Twenty. Uh, the game that I did release, despite being shallow, was about twenty-two thousand lines, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, yeah, twenty-some thousand seems to be where all my projects die. But That's, uh, oh no. <laughs> and, and where's V three? V three's at twenty mid twenty thousand. Yeah. V three V three's in the mid twenty. Just get look. Probably. Just just you know. Put in a bunch of constants, you know, do, do whatever you got to do. Get yourself over 30K lines of code yeah, so you can break yeah. the curse. Yeah. You know, like, look, don't iterate over the array. Define each one individually. You know? Yep, like, yep. Like, but, yeah. So, yeah, so um, so V2 was the longest chunk of clock time. Um, so I worked on it all through college. Yeah. Uh, and w- with with a couple teammates, even, like, fr- friends from school I had working with me. Um. And, uh, and when you started that, like, just, just to like, let's just take like a cross section of it. Cause sure. like worked on and it's like, mm, when, like what, when were you doing this? Um, weekends, at least one day, every weekend yeah. I would, I would, we would actually like gather the people that were programming it into a room. Like, and we, we would yeah. be like, let's bang out code like this day. Yeah. This is going to be a recurring theme in my life. <laughs> yeah. No, cause but, this is like, uh, this is like the real stuff of being a developer because like you know conferences are great and talks are great and you know plural site videos are great and like yeah. co-workers are great but the core part of code is mm-hmm. sitting by yourself yeah looking at your code and like trying to resolve an error or trying to bring some new feature into being yep and yep. like it takes a certain amount of time yes <laughs> like yeah. and so it can be hard to find. I mean, college is a great time for like having like mm-hmm. to have that time. Yes. Yeah. Like, and so, but let's just, yeah. When you're not like, doing like fun things that like, you know, you yeah. I mean, <laughs> what like, okay. That you would probably expect me to be doing. Yeah. But no. no, I mean like, I mean the, the thing is like you can get drunk at a party like a couple of dozen times and you're like, I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I, I don't, some people do it every weekend and some, but then, and some people would like, and would be really ambitious in college and be like, I'm going to party four days this week, five days this week. I've been <laughs> drinking for 30 days straight, but it's like, it's important to have that experience. You don't want to be totally shut in, but also like it, 
you go to the party, you drink, you hang out, you have fun, you dance, listen to music, you throw up, like, like you do it a couple dozen times, and like that still leaves you years of weekends. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I mean, so it was, it was just, uh, it was like a combination. What what helped me get so much work done on the game was just like a combination of like, uh, my poor work ethic as a student. Mm. Um, and so, then also just like, and then also like dedicating time on the weekends. I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I was, I was, you, I, you did you cut class to, to write rendering cut, engine code? I didn't cut class. I would always go to class cause that was like the most effective way I absorbed information. I did do like generally a pretty poor job on homework. And I also, uh, like, you know, if it's something that was going to take me too much effort, I would just, so I would just, I would analyze that marginal utility and just like hit that, <laughs> hit that local maximum. <laughs> just get nice. the 75% or whatever. Nice. But, so, uh, so did you, cause that's again, as, uh, you know, someone who doesn't have a CS degree, I, I, you still, the anxiety about it never quite leaves you, you know, like, did you find that to be helpful for your game? Like, like, did you find your CS, like the CS degree, your CS classes? Like, Um, like, was there anything you did that either was easy because you had already solved for it in your game? Or is there anything in your CS class that you brought back to your game as like a useful thing? Um, okay. So, yeah, I guess like a couple, I guess like a couple, like a couple concepts, like the basic data structures, like learning like hash maps, really useful. Um, <laughs> t- uh, so yeah, I, I, I guess learning those, learning. Oh no, I didn't learn Git from school. I learned Git from my co-op. I did. So, no yeah, one learns I can't Git from count, school. Yeah, there should actually be, just be. It's one of the most useful. Literally, things. just <laughs> any college, anyone at UW, I would be happy to teach. Now I don't have a PhD in computer science. <laughs> But I could teach a f- anyone could teach just like you know what actually a two credit course on Git mm-hmm. would be so helpful yeah to so many people mm-hmm. I mean even a lot of STEM majors they're like oh yeah I know I messed with the data set and I don't have it like well what why don't you just revert it they're like what's revert and I'm like oh my god you're just doing this whole notebook by hand like you're doing a whole <laughs> notebook and whatever the values are that's what the values are and there's like it's on your Google Drive and it's like but wait okay sorry anyway so yep. getting off the- so. So okay, so some of the data structures were useful. Um, Git was not included. <laughs> not Ver- included, but useful. Uh, Very like, useful. Git yeah. like learn five Git commands. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't. It's like one of the first things you should do. It will really help you. Yeah, like, I think the programming my programming language theory class, which taught me like the basics of like Lisp and how to write and how like a Lisp interpreter worked, surprisingly, was actually uh, was actually like a little useful because I understood like like oh I'm gonna break this into like tokens and like do something because I had because uh, I had I had like a mini shell in the game that I could like open up and type in commands. Yeah, in in case any of you are wondering if that's like the purple book with the red background, like the wizard on the cover, it is. <laughs> that's that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's I call it the wizard book or the purple book or the par- like the parentheses book. Yep. So those are the most useful things uh, in school, like uh, relevant to the game. I think. Uh, but the, but you were able to kind of it was. I mean, not like, aha, this is exactly what I need, but like these concepts were in- intermingling productively. Like, were you ever able to bring yeah. anything you already learned as a game dev to your classes? Was 
Yeah, I mean, just being good at programming. Like, <laughs> like <right? laughs> hear that, folks? Here, here's here's a little tip for you. Uh, just be really good at programming. No, it, no, no, no. It, it, one thing that, that helps that makes a CS sound, major is to be good at programming. That makes it sound like it's natural. I mean, no, I mean, it's no, from this, having this, spent a bajillion hours like programming a side project, right? No, it, like like you like you're just you're just quicker at like coming up with those solutions. Like fluency is real. Yeah. Or, because not even an optimal solution, but there was a definite like shift in my mind where I went from like, I don't even know where to get started on this to like, Oh, I can hack through it. Like yes. anything you want. I, exactly. I, you know, the, the, the logarithmic time may be crappy, but like mm-hmm. if I just need to solve for this for real, I will solve for this. Yeah. And at least having like seen most high level topics out in the wild before, like, like, Oh, I've heard of threads and I know like kind of why they would be useful. Yeah. You know? Right. And no, so like, like not like, on day one being like, excuse me, what, what do computers eat? Yeah. Do they eat data? Do they eat electricity or do they like, is it like both? It's like a cow's stomach where, right, they, where like right. the data comes in and then like the electricity <laughs> turns it around. Is it, like yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So coming in with that knowledge uh, is, is super helpful. That puts you, that puts you way ahead. Um, uh, and so, and yeah, that's sort of just kind of like, let me like coast, uh, through. were there, were there any like C resources you remember, like from not for like before call it there, like any like resources you remember that were like timeless or like really helpful from college? No, no, no. Let's say even from before college, just like in general, uh, like you mentioned like, uh, structure, what structure and interpretation of computer programs. That- <laughs> no, um, yeah, I don't remember. I, I remember I learned programming from um, there was this guy, uh, Darth Loopy, was his was his alias. He's he's completely unknown now. If you look him up on the internet, his games don't even work on your computer if you try to download them, pretty yeah. much. Uh, but he he wrote um, a not very like an okay like programming tutorial, which you also like can't find on the internet now. Shout uh, out to Darth Loopy. Yeah, like, man, that's, that's that if guy, you're out there, Robert would love to have you on Dev Talk. <laughs> They would be, it would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I started, I started with his, uh, his example, which was basically like a really, really simple game just littered with like overly verbose comments, mm. which is just exactly what that's, I needed. That's, as a that's the dream. That's yes. exactly like, like you don't want the, any, anytime you're looking at like a tutorial mm-hmm. and the tutorial seems really clean and straightforward. It's a bad tutorial. <laughs> there's no way yeah. it covers. There's they're either skipping something or they're they've picked a really simple case. Like you want a lot of verbosity, complexity. Like even if if it's only one line of code, you want you want to have the ability to deep dive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So, so that was, that was a super useful resource. Otherwise, I don't really remember. Uh, it's too long ago. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. No, Darth Darth Loopy. Yeah, let's, man, that guy. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him, that guy, Darth Loopy. We'll get him. We'll get him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll get their Super name out there. Super obscure figure. Yeah. You try, no, but I but, mean, I mean, but, but but that shows you like how spoiled we are now in yeah. terms of like, even in like 2014. Right. Like how much better the quality of like tutorials and learning materials available. Like, yeah. like I learned JavaScript from like the Rhino JavaScript book. Like like mm-hmm. the, like the the reference. Yeah. Turns out you don't really need. That. yeah i learned so yeah it was some guy yeah it was basically some guy on the internet wrote that tutorial and then also the reference manual uh for the programming language i was using which is like a uh, a, a bastardization of javascript written in delphi uh Ooh. uh but yeah but that was so i the reference band for that i printed it out 
350 some pages just ruined my i hope you use the school printer yeah <laughs> no 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 it was my poor parents printer just oh, no. destroyed an ink cartridge yeah but uh but Those yeah cost 25 dollars. i printed yeah. the whole reference manual out and i just like and, and i just like went through that and then also like would refer to it when looking at like the heavily commented example yeah that he had provided and that's like that's like how i got started no i mean this um, is still a valid way to do it like there yeah. are and there there may be points where like that is a rewarding thing to do like, mm-hmm. where it's like you can use tutorials you can do the videos but also like if everything feels all clean and nice and correct and like simplified it you're there's like you're almost certainly missing something important and right. you're gonna get you're gonna hit with an error that you don't understand yep <laughs> like that's yeah so like there there's like there's still maybe not you know you know don't don't cut down a whole tree don't fell a mighty redwood and print you know and waste an ink cartridge but uh <laughs> no but those yeah. are the tools we, had. we didn't have tablets. so i mean so at the yeah. time i had dial-up internet uh and i couldn't uh i couldn't go online to like look things up um just any time because uh it, you, it would take up the phone line yeah. and, and, use, but, right? and by the way how so. let, let's just be clear just <laughs> to be clear about like the epochs we're talking about how old are you uh 25 20 right and like <laughs> and it's already like a completely different world yeah like yeah, it's exactly it's it's really incredible how like yeah how much it's changed like i think people yep. don't think about yeah that as much like because i i'm a little bit older than you um mm. i'm like 30 i guess i'm 31 now that sounds right <laughs> one of those but but like but we still belong to the same epoch like you still right. remember where it's like there's the guy and there's the document and there's the forum and there's like the file zilla and you download the zip yes. file and like yes. that's 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 your reference yep like, yep yeah like and it's that internet is still there it's just buried under like yeah like, <laughs> it's still there there's still i'm sure there are still like great developer forums i just don't know about them yeah yeah like, mm. yeah where were we oh wait so yeah <laughs> oh wait okay sorry so there's reference manual okay wait sorry so there's no internet so you're yeah. stuck with the re- like that that's the point is you're right. stuck with the reference manual. exactly yes you, you don't yep. just google it and then copy paste in the stack over right answer. right you yeah you wait until a convenient time where your parents think it's okay for them to lose phone service for an hour while you go on the dial up and look oh up that's right i totally by the so way that's that's a, that's a delicious detail i totally <laughs> forgot because i remember we had the one phone line and what would happen when someone would call you is it would just kick you off the internet yes so it's just like <laughs> yeah. it was like well, i hope you're not doing anything important and it's like yeah ours, ours is better than that it's just people couldn't call us so so I could I could still use the internet, but we would just be blindly missing whatever calls yeah. would come in. That's, uh, that's so, so good. Yeah, uh, but uh, but yeah. So that's that's like that's part of the motivation. And also for... God, the, the fun of picking up the phone and hearing the mo- oh sorry. Like, yes. Picking you would pick up the phone, you would hear like the modem sound. Yes. Yeah. And then ha- most of the time, it would cause them to lose their connection. <laughs> just you picking up the phone was enough. Yeah, twenty eight point eight. Like yeah. yeah. So I mean yeah. And, uh, and again like. We're not that old, but it's, yeah. but it's way different. Like yeah. people, like people in gen X weren't like, Oh man, remember late seventies cars. They're totally different from late eighties cars. Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe they were, maybe they were, but yeah, like they probably, they probably are to an enthusiast to an enthusiast. Yeah, you know, we are enthusiasts. That's fair. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I, as soon as my mom saw, like you could like see like flash videos of like, and anim- like cute and anim- like puppies and kittens. Yeah. And she's like, I'm like, but YouTube is so different now. And she's like, what? I'm like, well, it uses the native and like, never mind, mom. It's the same. <laughs> You're still looking at puppies and kittens. Like, yeah. But yeah. No. So yeah. So you have to like, 
So, oh, so actually, you probably had the best World Worlds because like the worst was like the the like the the era before us, which was like the hobbyist magazine, where it's like yeah, yeah. you you get it monthly and like before you could time. you could like write a letter and be like, I'm having this problem with line thirty five. My code, can you tell me what's wrong with this? And be like, <laughs> oh boy, I hope they answer my question next month. Like, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I mean, just really. Like if you aren't living in like one of ten places where computer stuff is happening, yeah. it's almost impossible. Right, we're we're like the first wave of people that could conceivably have just like learned it off of stuff on the internet. But right. but I think you had like the best of all worlds, which is like sometimes people Google stuff too fast. Yeah, and like right, it can be really rewarding. Like there are people who, as soon as they get a stack trace, they just copy paste the stack trace right. and Google it. Yeah, and like developing the, developing that that like deeper thinking but, and like, investigative Mac. skill and yeah with some build chains like with some like tool chains and like build tools your stack traces are nonsense mm -hmm. but a lot of times they're not and they, yeah. may, they may not give you the answer themselves mm -hmm. but they can give you a hint in what to look for and like yeah so like i think that's the best is like to be like okay i'm gonna try to solve this but also i have to save up my questions <laughs> like yeah yeah yep and uh yeah i mean so yes yeah, so that's how it started where were we about the whole, uh, oh, we're the just, whole timeline? We're roving. We're, oh we're, yeah, we're, we're, way we're sorry. I, I I took you back. I was like, are there any resources? Like Darth Loopy totally messed up our our space time continuum. Like, uh, but no, I think we're we're on the uh, we're on the second iteration now. College, working through it, but like, how did it? How did it actually like? Because with the second version, you knew what you wanted, but your collaborators weren't necessarily... You weren't like, check out my shitty old code, guys. Or were you? Uh, it was sort of... Yeah, it was sort of the thing where like I knew that it was uh, so tightly coupled to just the one system because I wasn't building them both from... I wasn't building them both up at the same time, which I knew I had to do in order to make it maintainable because I had learned my lesson from the previous game. So I knew that it was just going to be a nightmare. Like, A, switching it over to grid-based, and B... Uh, and B switching it and B getting it to like not be getting it to be decoupled. Yeah. So oh, I mean more like how did you get like you like you have a vision from V1. Yes. But how did yeah. you because this is always a hard like I have a really difficult time understanding how to collaborate with people on side projects. Like how did you communicate this vision to people? Like, I you... wish I remembered. I, I, don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is a series of events occurred and all of a yeah, sudden there's three so, people in your living room. Yeah, they, they were, they were, uh, so there were two guys that I went to school with that I met through various thing. They were both, they were both really smart, like, like smarter than like the average, like computer science student. I, I, I liked them because they were, they were, they were passionate. They were like into it. Right. Uh, and, I uh, and I had like this semi-working V1 to actually show them. Okay, right? so you, you so did. I have I have the demo to be like to prove that I can actually do something. Yeah, that you're not you're not an ideas guy. Right. Like yeah. Right, uh, right. The, so okay, so so you showed them your V1 demo, but did you show them your V1 code, or were you like, no, children, you must um, never. Um, I think I did. I think I did. did because 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 like nobody has standards by that. Point, oh, right? that's right. So nobody has standards because they're they're we're fresh were we sophomore were we freshman freshman probably in college uh so uh no you must you have been you have the coolest kid in the computer science program because no one else has a working demo with twenty thousand lines of c code yeah but uh but thankfully i was uh th i mean thankfully i was like paranoid of attention i didn't want i didn't want any like attention in my like toward my project in like in like real life where i like would have to like deal with people like asking me questions about it so nobody knew ex except except just like my friends so 
Uh, and so that was so part of it. Part of it was that they don't have standards regarding the code base. The other part is that um, they. So so the other part is just that uh, a lot of kids in college are just desperate to work on something real. Yeah, they, they want to work. They want to work on. They want to work on like a real project. Like instead of like instead of you know just dumb school projects, they're finally learning programming. They have an itch to scratch, right? So it's very easy to get people to hop on, you know, your your game development project in college. After when once you're an adult, people have jobs and stuff. Obligate. Or, how yeah. do I pay for my mortgage? Right. Yeah. Whereas college, it's it's it must be really exciting if you've only ever built trivial things. Yes. And yeah. trivial things. It's both both trivial in terms of. You know, it's a really good calculator. It's like, okay, you're still just like exposing math functions to a GUI. You know, it's like, right, right. Like, uh, yeah, ter- like it's not real where it's not, you. It's, there's nothing unique about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, so, so that, that's like, that's basically how V2 got started. And that, that went on for several years all through college. Then, uh, my collaborators like dropped off because they moved on to, they, other things because they were i mean they were they were graduating and it wasn't it wasn't sudden it was just like they're slowly contributing less because they have you know because they have they have ambitions of their own right it's it's totally normal they're like no it's 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 like no i mean it's the same where it's like i remember barbecue my senior in college and being like you know we're probably never gonna hang out this much again for the rest of our lives yeah and like and not even and and not only with each other but with any group of people, right? Ever. right. It's like it's yeah. such. So like, it's theoretically possible to like now at this point to like get a job without a degree and not go to college. Mm-hmm. And like, theoretically, but yeah, like you've you, done it, man. Like I mean, people like I mean, people can do it. No, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like young people, right? Like, right, Because right. I got to leverage a lot of like, oh, like you've had previous real jobs. Like, yes, you've that's done true. Things like you're probably not a flight risk you know you sat still for like a college <laughs> amount of time yes yes but like you know it doesn't even have to be the most amazing college it just has to like but just that experience that's true and like like i was into coding at the time but if i had been like that mm-hmm. would have been the perfect environment yes like, yeah and 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 it was really uh it was super useful and like i mean to just like do what you have to do in classes and then just like run home yep. get get some uh I guess, nah, that would that was too late for Surge. Surge was over by then, but you know, yeah. that one went over my head. Oh, Surge! Oh, no, it, was, it was the cl- like it was. This is where this is where I'm dating. I'm dating dating myself a little bit here, but no, that was the classic thing you would get in like the mid to late '90s, uh, and it was just like the most. It was like it had three times as much caffeine and twice as much sugar as all the other soft drinks. Oh, it was like you could tell like whose parents like weren't paying close attention because like they would buy it cause their kids would lose their minds for it. Interesting. But no, All so right. <laughs> no, so just get, I guess, I guess at, at this point of college, like, you know, just like a red bull Doritos. Yeah. Yeah. Like God, the eating junk food and hanging out with your college friends is like, a f- just like that's, I miss that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like I agree. And if you're writing code while you're doing it, that's even better. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I at least share that opinion, but, yeah. uh, but yeah, I don't know about I mean, it. Is, people, it is, it yeah. is fun. Like there's, it's, there's something weird about hackathons and like people wearing like, and, and nothing wrong with people who wear khaki pants and like, you know, blue and white plaid shirts every day. It's like, look, uh, project managers are important, but like, <laughs> but know. it is, int- it's like a hackathon is really, it's supposed to be fun, 
And if all your stuff doesn't work out and everything's broken and it's like a catastrophe, that's also still fun. Like mm-hmm. hopefully you weren't pinning your future on it, you know, like, yeah. So yeah. So, so, okay. So people drift away from V2. So, pe- so people drift away from V2. I'm Inexplicably. All alone. They're like, I, I need to, I need to leave college and get a job. You're like, uh, what, about, was, <laughs> what about the terrain generation? Yeah, yeah. It was slowly. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't super upset about it. I was kind of like, because because it happened slowly it was it yeah. was like it was like an it was like an expected course my 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 thought at the time is just like i'm just going to work on this forever and uh it'll be done one day because i had all these you know i had all these grand visions for what i wanted to do and, it and was, so when you say work at this point were you working on it like every weekend like five days a week seven days a week uh so so i was still in college and i would work on it one day out of every weekend at least yeah and then uh and then maybe like two nights during the week uh but yeah which is, i mean is yeah. over a period of years is a pretty impressive commitment yeah. like that's that's what's interesting about it is like that's that's all it that's all it takes to get pretty far along right like, yeah there's you could it's very easy to especially talk especially if you scope out. things right i think it's part of my problem is that it wasn't scoped right but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah so uh, yeah, so then, uh, so then I graduated. And I continued to work on it for, for, uh, for another like two years or so. This is still V two, um, yeah. yeah. And then, but uh, and then before V two dies, uh, so yeah, V two dies eventually. When now, why, now, when did you? Now, so this, this I think, because this should be more recent, so maybe you have some memory of it. Yes. When did you start to get a sense that V two was going the way of V one? Like when? Because it seems like a V one, it's like it kind of you know, it's like that sudden surge of excitement and you're doing it and you're going and then you're like, oh, this is a mess. And you, of course, throw it away. But with V2, you're like, I'm older, I'm wiser, I've had collaborators. When yeah. did you start to feel like V2 was was perhaps... Uh, so so I, I got I got a stinging dose of that every time I had... Every time I had gone into the real world to gain experience. So uh, not every time. So, so I worked in a robotics lab throughout uh, college. Um, so I was doing programming there. Uh, but it wasn't under the guidance of like senior leadership. They were just like sort of grad students that were like making papers and writing algorithms. And they were like, okay, we need grant money. Uh, Zach, make the code actually run on the robots so that we can get grant money. Great. Yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, it was pretty fun. Uh, so I got to, I got to port the code from the papers to the, to the robots in C++. Um, and I uh, got to make the robots move around. I got paid for it. It was fun. Um, I didn't gain that much. Like I didn't, I didn't get, I just learned better, like debugging skills and stuff and learned better and learned about like C raw sockets and stuff, uh, which Ooh. was nice. But, uh, but when I worked on at my co-op, um, I worked with some really good software engineers that I respect a lot. Um, and I learned, and, and so I learned a lot of things from there including that's where I learned Git. Uh, so come back to the project, bring my knowledge with oh me. Oh my goodness. Okay. I just realized you've been doing this entire thing without version control. Uh, so yeah, so V1 was entirely without version control. Oh my goodness. The, <laughs> was it one file? Uh, <laughs> a, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't one no, file. Cause I, there, I, was, I, there were several, yeah, there were several zipped up like version, you know, <laughs> underscore date, underscore this one works, you know, but yeah. but yeah, so yeah, so I've been doing that and then I was, uh, I, uh, yeah, so I was using, um, so V2 V2, I had started without version control and didn't get very far, only a couple months in before before I had been on the co-op and I had learned like what version control was. And I'm like, oh, cool. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. So, you mean I could like know what the old... No, I mean, like it. Yeah. it's such a revelation. Like yeah. I, I also, my first project were without 
version control and it was all one file and yep like, yep yep so what i do is i put it in multiple files because i got too crazy and then i would move it back to the one file you know best practices <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah so yeah so uh so that was like and, and the first thing was like coming back and i had to refactor like a lot of things because i had learned i had learned a lot more about like the intuition behind what a good design looks like and like sort of like like where you make abstractions happen yeah. when you're like wait With, a without that without that intuition you're just putting code in files right no it's, no you it, don't that's, that's exactly like yeah i go back and look at old code and it's like wow so you just kept adding parameters huh like this yep. like, it's just like it's like wow it's, yeah so this function now it started out taking three and now it takes 12 right right and at no point you're like huh what am i doing here yeah, yeah. and then and then yeah and then no, that's like very familiar also um yeah also like separation of concerns like totally not a thing i ever thought about like i'd have i'd have functions for like pathfinding that had all kinds of like comments and like cryptic function calls because it had to know about like mm. what the user was currently selecting on the ui or something crazy and uh and so all those things like all those things like would kind of drive me nuts i was like the first sting so i fixed yeah. some of that and then i started my first real job out of college like like all, like also learning more good engineering practice this is at amazon mm. um and so this is still v1 uh and or wait v2 sorry v2 yeah it's still v2 <laughs> no look if you want to work on v1 on amazon that's no fine. no yeah so yeah so v2 um working by myself the, the sting is is getting worse because i'm realizing i'm realizing even more things i'm doing wrong like for example like, you, oh yeah go ahead. i was about to give an example yeah, yeah yeah so uh the um so the, the the logic is getting really complex because i because i've coupled a ton of things right yeah. um and so Wait, which doesn't it always seem like a good idea at the time? You're like, well, I'm gonna want to like render this tile when I change this value. Uh, it doesn't all. It doesn't always. It it, it totally is. Uh, it totally is a skill you can learn to like reduce the rate of mistakes of coupling mistakes you make. Like like now, I still make coupling mistakes, right? Yeah. Or a couple things that shouldn't be coupled. But but my intuition of like what should or shouldn't be is gets more and more accurate as time goes on. Yeah, like you get and, a sense initially because you're like. Ooh, this will save me some. And I'm like, wait a minute. What if I call this function and I don't want this side effect to happen? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, uh, but, but, uh, but at the time it was frustrating dealing with the code because I had, I had so, I had so many bugs. They were like everywhere, so but like, what's still what's a good, like, so, okay. But it's still kind of held together. And so like sort of an example, I would go into the campaign mode and like the UI would be all like messed up because I messed up some rendering thing. And I, I would kind of like ignore that for now. And I would click around with my mouse to like, you know, select, soldiers or whatever on the map and uh it would crash because i hadn't like worked on the campaign part i've only been working on the battle part of thing for the past week and i somehow broke something in the campaign part because because the code was you know kind of a mess right so uh and um and i was already i was already frustrated before i had started my job oh is this a good time to were... ask about testing did, did, oh we're do, gonna get there. do people write tests on their side we're projects we're gonna get they there really yeah, yeah yeah we're gonna get there right. so that was, this is so that was like the that was our, the primary concern, and the thing that drove me nuts is I figured I was like, okay, I can start, and I, I had broken things that I had fixed like just the previous month, but they had broken in a different way, and that's when I was thinking, at work I was at work I was like learning some really good testing practices, uh, and uh, you know I had I had I had some great like sort of senior engineers that I was working with that were that were like imparting a lot of that kind of knowledge on and me. That right? like that's so like significant. Your first encounter with like senior engineers who are on your team, who it's like they're not necessarily like, oh I want to be your friend and mentor, but they're like. 
the way that they think about problems, you're like, oh, you just think about this better than I do. Like, like, yeah. yeah and you just like, and you can just, you can just take their tricks from them. You just like take their practices. They say something about code. They cite some principle. You yeah. ask them why they're doing something. They explain it to you. Like that first contact with like, just like qualified senior engineers is, it's so like unbelievably valuable. Like yes. that's, I, it's, it's crazy that they hire us when like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, cause it's like, well, you better make sure there's a senior engineer around. Cause otherwise like you can, you can really tell the difference of yeah. like a team or an org. Like if you have that technical leadership at yes. the base, yep. because you can tell if new people are improving quickly and developing or if mm-hmm. like things are kind of stagnating. Yep. Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but so that, that, so 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 I so I was there. Everything everything's coupled because my old decisions were bad, and I was frustrated at the old decisions. I couldn't keep the regressions from coming back because there was no testing support whatsoever in the uh, in like the language and the framework I was writing in, and nothing I wrote was even testable that I could try to roll my own testing framework. Because it was so tightly coupled. Uh or... yeah, it, it was tightly coupled, and I didn't know like what dependency injection was like when I was doing like like dependency injection patterns like uh when I was when I was doing things or like being able to sort of separate and invert control. Mm. So, so I, so I, so I basically, so everything was like the stateful mess and like everything was like implicitly accessed from other things because everything was way over scope. Yeah. So, so it's, so it's like, we're going to need some bigger stubs. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and then, and then you're like, like, it's like jaws where it's like, we're going to need to stub out 500 values to test yeah. this module. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I, I was just growing increasingly frustrated with that. And I spent like over a year, being unhappy with it and just growing increasingly and unhappy with it. Are you still working on it like one day a week? Yeah, two, I'm still doing. Weeks. I'm still doing uh, just like a day on the weekends. I can't. I uh, I don't have the energy to like work on it during the week usually. Um, uh, there's there's a there's some there's a trick that I learned from um, uh, our mutual friend Andrew mm-hmm. um, uh, that I always I always tell people this trick because it's so brilliant. But uh, if you have a side project that you're working on. And uh, it's difficult to work on it because you come home from work every day and you're burnt out. Uh, you know, you don't want to write any more code. Um, wake up early in the morning and work on your project in the morning before you go to work. And then, you th- and then you think, oh, well, then your motivation runs out at work. It generally doesn't because your because your your mental state is like I'm in a workplace for yeah. work. No. I'm at the office. I'm here to work, and it's like you don't have that problem. No, but you when you go home, yeah, you're not gonna yeah. like watch Netflix and like smoke a joint at work. Right, like, that's like right. that's not ever going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like work. So that's that's one way is like yeah, it's like waking up early, like getting out of that. Like that's a great tip because when you wake up early in the morning, you you know you had just slept and you know potentially goofed off the previous night yeah. you you you're actually you know after you have a coffee or whatever you actually may be ready to like take on that kind of oh, work this... in a way that you never will be when you come home from work and you're exhausted and all you want to do is like like whatever. and i i don't wake up early <laughs> that's not something <laughs> uh, yeah, that i do okay. yeah. uh We're different there but I'm one thing i've this. done when i need to get things done is is like yeah i will have to, i will like go to a different place Yes. Because if you go to a cafe mm-hmm. and you open up your IDE and you start coding, I yeah agree completely. You yep. feel different. You're not going to start backsliding because also, all even though all of us kind of do this more now with our phones. Mm-hmm. If you go to like a Starbucks and everyone there is on their Mac and you just see they're all on Facebook, you kind of you kind of feel better than them a little bit. <laughs> I guess. Like even, right. even though you're not on your laptop, like you're just like you're like whoa, whoa like you're supposed to be writing because I think originally yeah. it was like. 
oh, you're going to Starbucks to write your work on your novel. Yeah. And then laptops got more and more normalized and then social media came. And now people are just like, yeah, I'm just, I just love checking my social media on this, this crowded Starbucks. Yes. And, and like, you feel weird doing that. So it's like, if you go somewhere with your laptop and you have your code out. Yeah. You're gonna start coding. I agree completely. It, like, going to a place to code is is totally is my is my new trick that I yeah. do now because I used to, I used to be able to be productive in my own apartment. Um, oh, it used what to is be, that It like? used to be a thing. I, I yeah, I used to be able to just be like, I'm gonna make a cup of coffee and just write code for like six hours on a Saturday. Can't do that now. I uh, so now now I generally am transitioning towards like the go to a coffee shop, go to like a co-working space. Uh, just yeah. Anywhere. You know, I mean, yeah. Like, go somewhere. A library um, is great. Like people always forget libraries are pretty good. Yeah. That's actually, that's a good point. Like, it's not. And actually, you know what? The crappier the library is, the better. Cause like, <laughs> oh. you want to focus, you know, okay. like, All like right. if you're at a library where like the Wi-Fi is pretty slow, you're not going to be goofing off. That's like, true. That's, yeah, that's true. That, uh, you know, if you want to have your headphones firmly on, like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, that, the library that's too nice is difficult. You go to the cafe, and then yeah. and then what? And yeah. you, you you go for a stroll through their like their gardens. No, like you want to be writing code. You want to be in like a dirty room. Yeah, like, yeah. Although I'm in a dirty room and I don't write code. Like, that's, like, that's, <laughs> that's my apartment. But, uh, like, <laughs> no, yeah. but no, but that like that's a great tip. Is like in some way like giving yourself a new location or a new time place or a new environment. Right. Because yeah, like the. Like the idea of like, well, if you're really passionate about it, you'll do 40 hours of work and 40 hours extra. You won't. Yeah. Human psychology just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And like, it's, it's not. It's similar to like the, it's similar to like sleep. Uh, if you like, if you sort of read things that like sleep therapists say, they're like, don't touch your phone when you're in your bed. Yeah. Because, because y your brain needs to make an association that the bed is my sleeping place. Right. Uh, and, and I sort of view the same and, and I think the same thing happens to me is like when I go to the office, even if I feel really shitty in the morning, if I'm at the office, I feel productive. Like, I'm oh, it's, it's my coding done. place. It's why I can't work from home. I can't stand working from home. Uh, yeah. I, I, for, I <laughs> for me at least, I but. do some working from home now and I'd have to set up a separate home office. If I did that, I could do it. Probably. It's, it's, I'm afraid I would still taint my home office. I would like taint <laughs> it with like, I would, I would just like, I would go in there one day when I was like, like not wearing pants yeah like when i was like wearing, <laughs> just like wearing pajamas like dr like drinking a daiquiri yeah, and be like yeah. ah, i like this monitor for netflix better you know yes like, yeah. but no but i've been doing some working from home and that's something where something like slack actually really helps because you feel like you're at work because like yeah you're talking to your coworker. you're like here are my updates on this project someone asks you a question and they're like i'm like I have to go look at the code. Like I, yeah, you, there's immediacy there. You, yeah. you get like, and like, even, even if you don't get the feedback, like somebody gave me a task, they're like, Oh, I, we need you to like, you know, like change these values on the site and like, make sure this works. Mm -hmm. And I do it. And then I, and then I message them back and I go, I did it. And here's the pull request. And here it is. Uh -huh. And you know, they didn't respond, but, <laughs> but I got the feeling of like, I got this out and I'm working. And in, in a way, like when you're working from home, you have to give yourself confidence because yes. it's like if you get a little bit done and then you're like, oh, I can do this. I can keep working like, yeah, yeah that's it's but it's 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 tough. Yeah. Like, I, and, I, and, I, and I agree like totally uh, another key to keep like motivation is just like is work separation. Like I, I don't have Slack. 
I don't know my like work Slack on my phone, and I don't have my oh, work yeah. email on my phone. I I you know it's like I don't people. No, you gave people, me this tip about Amazon. Like, right, you're right. I did that at Amazon too, and I and and people people only get upset if you don't respond to an email immediately if you're known for responding to emails immediately. That is that should be written on a giant plaque. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, and and that applies to so many things. We're just like. You're when you do something, you're setting an expectation. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like anything that you do at work, you're setting an expectation of, and you're setting it. You can set a, a and you know you. It's like you can set an expectation that is is damaging to yourself. Right. That then becomes an obligation. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, it's great if yep, you update yep. the team wiki. But don't just be like, oh, he loves updating the wiki. That's one thing he does. That he'll stay late into the night, like yeah. documenting our code. Right. Like, and so, yeah. And so like, the thing, right. The thing that I want to be known for is that like sort of like, you know, I, I, I deliver high quality code and I, and I care, you know, yeah. like I, like I care about the quality and I, and I, and I deliver the things, but, but that's, but that's it. Like I don't make, I don't make any weird promises about like sort of like my availability or my. Oh, and I and I and I go for consistency too. Yeah. I want I want I want to appear consistent. I don't want to like leave early half the days and yeah. stay till midnight yeah. the other half of the day. No, it's no, like, it, it's, it's it, that's some. There are a few developers who do it in enterprise, and I think that it's it's bad for them, and I think it's bad for the org. Like as much as like, oh, you can work whenever you want, do less, but like, yeah, if if you're working with a bunch of people, it's good to be more or less on the same schedule as them, or else. Or you have to work at a company where, like, the entire company is set up around being asynchronous or remote. Mm -hmm. So they have all the protocols set up to, like, deal with this. Because, like, there is being – there's so many things where, like, time has been saved by just being in the room and you overhear two of the people talking and you hear them mention a variable that you named. And you're yes. like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me let – me I can tell you all about it. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. – just like even just – in passing or someone mentioning mm -hmm. something in a team chat that would be impossible to talk about in a chat, but you can be like, come here and look at my screen. Yes. Like, yes, it's, those are big, but wait, okay. So, yeah. So no, I, mean, I think there's a point about, there's also a duality of like, I deliver high quality software. I care. I really care about my job. Right. But part of the reason I care so much is because I don't want to work weekends. Yeah. You know, like exactly. people who see it as like, I'm just working X amount of hours or you're not in X amount of hours, but like, I'm just here and I'm sour and I show up. Yeah. They'll do the, like, I, I have, I have sustainability for the team in mind, right? Yeah. Not just, not just myself. It's like, I, I don't want, I don't want us to churn through engineers, you know, because we, because we build up habits like this because it's, wait, it's so weird that you left Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I mean, comment. no, no. Amazon is, I'm on the record saying it's a great company. I have a lot of friends who work there. I've nothing but positive experiences there, but attrition can be high. Yeah. Like that's, and, and, and some teams and orgs, have really high attrition and something is wrong. And mm -hmm. some teams and orgs have really low attrition. And that means things like something is right. Yes. And so it's really it's just a pretty strong indicator. Yeah. It's like any large company. Some things, some things are going really well. Some orgs are really healthy and other orgs are, uh, you know, in transition or treading water or like just are kind of, you know, not in a good place for in whatever reason. And, you know they can change over time mm -hmm. but definitely in any large enough organization you will find tons of awesome engineers and awesome people and awesome stakeholders doing awesome things yeah and you will also find things that are like you know poorly scoped and kind of chaotic and like 
there's the you know death marches happen everywhere <laughs> right like yeah and for like you know development terms the death marches where it's like it's this project where it's like there's a really tight deadline it's like kind of a hail mary to finish it usually the parameters are poorly defined and there's like a very high percentage chance of failure mm-hmm. like and i i did i did a death march at AWS, and everyone involved acknowledged it but the thing is it worked out it yeah. launched and people liked it and people were enthusiastic about it and it was great so it worked out okay but like that was exactly that thing of like i was frustrated at the time because i was i come on the project late and there were like some mm-hmm. parts of it that were managed by other teams that were pretty low quality mm-hmm. and i was like okay they didn't care enough about quality and now i have to work saturday and sunday right like, and it's like yeah that's so yeah. you know promoting quality across the board and like really caring about your code right is also about really caring about working you know 40 to 45 hours a week mm-hmm. instead of kind of showing up and screwing around and then having to work 60 hours a week or getting paged at 2 a.m because yeah. everything's on fire like yep. preach it so yeah so like yeah i i am sorry <laughs> like, it's like, no, it's like like can i get an amen but it's like <laughs> like uh can i get a a, a git uh git push origin master dash f <laughs> like it's like boo be gone from you be gone from ye force push which uh, by the way uh, git push origin master force for your own feature branch that you're making for us is the best thing never actually push against master like <laughs> it's great for your own branch that no one else knows exists but you you should never use it on a branch that another human being knows the name of yeah like, yeah i'll get into fun history rewrites but no but yeah like it's so like that. the work life okay so wait let's let's we're, we're like wrapping up here but okay so <laughs> so so v2 so when do you start to sense because i guess it's the same question again but like it's yeah so i guess what i was talking was about was there like a moment a breaking point yeah so there's a breaking point the br- the breaking point was uh a saturday I was, at, I was at the game development meetup. It was like a weekly co-working session that I went to. Again, it's just part of the like my beliefs around consistency, a place for work, all the, all the things that lead to consistent motivation, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, I so I'm there as usual. Wanted to get some work done on some features, uh, but I spent the whole day fixing bugs that I had already fixed in pre like like previous versions. So I was like, again, that was the breaking and that was the breaking point because I it it wouldn't have been a breaking point if I knew I had ways of preventing them from coming back if I had like a good testing framework, uh, like like or or if I if I had if I had like the language features and the testing frameworks that I needed to like sort of set up to that. And so that was a breaking point. I knew that it like this is not working out and this is not and like for the scope of what I'm trying to do. This isn't going to work out long term. And like trust your gut on that. Yeah. Like that like like you can sense this in projects and sometimes at work you can't. Yeah. And it was it, it wasn't. Yeah. And it wasn't knee jerk. Like like I it was a gut feeling that developed over a year of discomfort. Yeah. And and so you got the breaking <laughs> point and then you yeah. realize like you got this conception where you went this it could go on like this forever. Yeah. I, and I could keep fixing these bugs and then they're reappearing and yep. then I could keep twiddling it and then it could break again. And there's not a way to get it to the level of like safety right, and right. consistency that, while still being extensible. Yep. So I had uh, so I had actually started V3 in parallel with V2 and I was actually going to work on both of them for a period of a couple of months before I decided whether or not that my new approach was like actually superior just because I, I had sunk so much time into V2. And I was getting close to like where, theoretically, like fun gameplay would start to happen, right? Right. <laughs> so, uh, 
uh so so but and i was unsure of like a lot of the framework like i did a lot of research i was picking frameworks i wanted i knew like the things i wanted to focus on were like sort of like the like managing the complexity right it's a 2d game i wanted to manage the complexity i was really i was getting really into uh like functional programming and uh um so so i wanted to so i chose a like what seemed like a really positive uh well, you know what seemed what seemed like a really good horse to bet on in uh, in Kotlin, basically on the JVM, knowing that if the language ended up being garbage in the future, like they ruined it somehow. You, you still have the JVM, right? It's the JVM, and I can interop with any of the other like four popular JVM languages. Yeah, you could so I could to, so you get, right. get into closure. Yeah, exactly. So I, so I have backup options, right? So I have backup options if things go south, and I won't find myself in this situation where I'm rewriting the whole thing because I have no way out. I, I remember that period where it was like, what are you working on today? And it's like, I'm working on like the scroll bars for <laughs> yes. like the generation. And I'm like, what? Like in your game? It's like, no, no, in the engine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. So the, the, yeah, scroll, I, I had my own UI framework I had written from scratch for that, for the, for V2. V3 didn't write my own UI framework. I used a library. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, yeah. but even, even still like, the experience you gained from doing that yes yeah like that that helps you as a developer because you can bring like it's not like i think that's the key thing is with a lot of things it's like if you work on a book and then you realize that you're like you don't like your book and you throw it away mm -hmm. maybe you learn something maybe you didn't yeah you know, maybe yeah, your book yeah. was no good and maybe your next but like with code you will just get better over time like just the more problems you try to take on the more things you learn the more reflexes you get so it's like yep. yeah like not only for your game but like you know how like do you feel like the v2 like how like how do you feel like it helped you grow as like a developer um like the v2 i don't i don't know if i can put it into words it's very intangible like I, i'm definitely a way way better developer because i spent because i poured all those hours into v2 like i learned so many intangible things like understanding uh like uh, my, just like rattle off stream of consciousness i don't know my my my, in, my intuitions about my intuitions about like coupling and like my intuitions about like how certain features should be designed. Uh, a lot of the higher, a lot of the overarching overarching patterns that, that came out of the woodwork from the V1 and the V2 implementations are still in use in V3 because over time, having built it, built like a battle engine to do this thing several times, certain patterns emerged that like, I realized were like the, uh, like a natural way to sort of structure something. Um, and and those and a lot of those patterns that emerged like have stayed have stayed the same yeah and then uh and then and then a lot of other things i've i've changed completely so it's so so it's really hard to say like i i can't i can't point at it and be like ah oh, yes this was the project where i learned about and then like yeah, you know like, it's like thanks. like this principle right it's it, it, it it's it's intangible but like i know but i know that uh that i like, draw on that experience to make me stronger yeah I mean, it's like the growth of like not only fluent through the language, but like, I think yeah that that intuition is such an important like, and, and I think it's yeah. almost like a taboo topic, but like intuition is such an important part of programming. Like sometimes you look at something and you're like, I like this, right? This feels right. good, and then it's like really nice to work with. And sometimes you look at something and you're like, I don't like this. Even if you're looking like evaluating someone else's library, yeah, the intuition is important. API. Yeah, the intuition is important, but it's like about equally important that you have a way to like to describe it concretely yeah right you, you, you because, don't know that's key right yeah you, it, when you're at the team meeting you don't get to say we're not going to do it this way because i have a hunch mm -hmm. you know like like you 
you need and you and also you don't get to tell like you don't get to tell old war stories right you don't get to be like oh four years ago we we yeah. tried to represent this in the view layer and it didn't work and it was awful like right right that's just say, not like, objective yeah as a principle you can say well this concerns me because we're now coupling these things and these are the same right now but later when right know, when one of these changes is gonna be difficult or like the testing story in this is is bad which itself indicates like the complexity is you know right. like you, yeah you need to be able to build a vocabulary that like lets you speak a common language with someone that's like based in objective reality yeah but but the first but the the catalyst for it is, is in your gut going right like, right this feels good i want to defend this mm -hmm. in technical terms or this feels bad i want us to not do this right or right. i want it like so it's the growth of of that like I mean, but I mean, and then also just like familiarity, where it's just mm -hmm. like all of a sudden you find like the methods are just flying off your fingers. It's like all of a, you just like you just know it. Yes, and yeah. like you didn't get flashcards and memorize it, mm -hmm. but you just used it through use. Mm -hmm. Like you just know. Like I, I realized like this is like a front end thing, but I realized like one thing I I didn't totally appreciate about saying like TypeScript. Which like has like you know types for JavaScript and like you know method like input definitions. Mm -hmm. So it was like, well, everybody knows the four parameters of a rave dot prototype dot reduce, right? <laughs> and I was just like, oh no. And also yeah. for a long yeah. time, I didn't know this. Right. And if I was coming from another language that had maybe implemented reduce signature differently, I would find it really confusing. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, like that's something. And then you talk about people's like API, like like these little little things. But so so how so so. At the beginning of that meetup, you didn't know that you were gonna be closing the chapter on V two. Right, I didn't. I didn't know. I only. Yeah, right. I was just doing both in parallel okay. until like I realized I was switching off, and until I realized that I was looking. I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna work on. I'm gonna work on V two some, and then I like felt like kind of sad about that and unmotivated, and then I'd be like, I'm gonna work on V three some, and it was exciting, and I and I and, and I felt like I was really making progress, and then like more and more, I like came to that realization that like the, like the future is actually gonna be in this other and, one like the, yeah and as much as it hated me to say that because i because i probably said at the beginning of v2 that i'm never restarting this again yeah but then i just did it anyway but, <laughs> that, but i think this, this is interesting because like i like i i think of this as like an example of like perseverance mm -hmm. but that's interesting is that part of perseverance can actually be like starting over like perseverance doesn't mean refusing to refactor or refusing to rewrite. It just means right, like right. taking what you've learned from the previous one and like, you know, move it moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Like right. Putting putting like a certain putting like a certain crystallized quality of your vision like as a requirement and not just that like I'm gonna finish this. Thing, not just right? I'm gonna use the same module I wrote in two thousand fourteen. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean it, it depends how well that works. Yeah, depends, yeah. And, and you can always port but, stuff over. Yeah, like, yeah. But no, I mean that. Like that's. I think that's such a like an interesting way of, of looking at it as a project. Uh, I I I think I knew there was one previous version, but I didn't realize that, that how iterative it was. Yeah. Um, and I mean, but also think about think about all the bad code that you got to throw away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Think about all the bad. You didn't have to paint something and refactor it. You could just take what was in its essence that was good mm -hmm. and then write it clean was something that worked the mm -hmm. first time and didn't break that could be like properly tested and yep. separated like i think i refactor more often now because i have more confidence that i'm not going to break things it doesn't really have to do that much with the testing it just has to do with just things are just encapsulated better yeah now. You, and you, so and so it's it's just 
there's fewer extension points that things will break. Right. Or it's um, like, oh, if it breaks, you know immediately because it's from module to module. It's not right. something weird happens much later in some right. stateful right. process. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's like, it's yeah. like, oh, I invoked it and uh, it was supposed to return this value, but it returned null. And it's like, oh, I guess it's broken. Let's like fix right. it immediately. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, so returning values is pretty cool, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. This crazy concept just, called just referential throw this up. transparency. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if, yeah. <laughs> Referential transparency. Know it. Yes. <laughs> Use it. Love it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, say it in meetings and people get confused. And you're yeah. like, I just mean that I just, you should ever, like, I should be able to predict what the output will be based on the input. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, I just want it to be like two plus two plus four, mm-hmm. not two plus X equals Y, maybe, unless previously <laughs> Y has been set to a different value. Yep, like, yep. like, two plus two is four. It's great. Mm-hmm. What is two plus six? It's eight. Oh, that was easy. It's refer. It's a referentially transparent function. Yep. Like, like if you pass in these values, this is what's gonna happen. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, that no, this has been um, really interesting. So how so how how long have you been working on the V three now? Like about in in time. Clock time. Yeah. Uh, clock time. <laughs> Calendar time. Hopefully. Uh, uh, a year and a half or two, maybe. Yeah. Ish. And is it still feeling good? Uh, yeah, it does actually still feel really good. Does it feel like it's going to stick this time? Yep. I'm not, not, you're not committing to anything. If you, if you want to do V4, you're, you're right, totally right, good right, to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, it, no, it does, it does feel like it's going to stick. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's it does, exciting. Yeah. It's just the the, 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 you know, the pace is like a bit slower because it's like, you know, because I'm in the real world. I can't like spend as much time as I did in college uh, working on it. I, and I, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. Cool. Well. Good luck with the project and thank you for having I'm, 